Welcome y bienvenidos to Presently Aquí with Claudia, an insightful mindfulness podcast to help you discover ways to control your thoughts, emotions, fears, and essentially mastering self-love. Hi everyone and welcome to Presently Aquí with Claudia. I am your host, Claudia, and welcome to my podcast, which is a community of healers And they all come in and share their beautiful, vulnerable, deep, hurtful, suffering, amazing stories that have led them to heal themselves and start their path to self-discovery. And, you know, every healer that I have on here is hopefully an inspiration, motivation and empowerment to you to start your own path to self-discovery. Um, And, you know, as always, I am beyond excited to have a new guest, but more so Janine and I connected prior to this and we immediately felt like we were sisters from I don't know what star constellation or what dimension, what past life, but we (laughs) just clicked, right? Hi, welcome, beautiful goddess. Well, thank you, Claudia. Yes, we did totally click. And I've been thinking about you ever since. So, yay. She is amazing. So let me introduce her before we start this conversation, because we will not stop talking. Just so you, just a heads up. (laughs) So Janine Kim has, uh, for over 23 years, has been offering healing wisdom, guidance, and support to clients worldwide as an intuitive reader, a 5D astrologer, a medium, HHP, yogi, teacher, and author. Her main passion is sharing the ancient and simple and yet potent ways of how we can authentically be in all areas of our lives. Janine teaches the practical steps on how to access our intuitive selves in every moment and empowers others to do their own sovereignty, building building our new world from the inside and out and all the listeners that are aware after reading that they're like oh no wonder she's on the show yes that is why she is on today's podcast oh my goodness thank you for coming in Mm -hmm. and um yeah we were both just very excited for (laughs) talking some more yes yes yep i am ready (laughs) i am ready to chat amazing so um let's get started and usually as we all All the listeners are aware the first question is the most important and you know however you however it comes up for you it's all welcomed um beautiful goddess janine how was your what were some of the challenges you faced during your path to self-discovery there were many challenges Mm -hmm. uh but the the biggest one is and has always been that of just remaining so true to myself that I, that what happens in my outside world is second to me really um, having my truth come to life and have it kind of reform a new outside self because you lose a lot, you know, you lose a lot, people, places, things, they all, they'll either rise to meet you or they'll tend to fall away. And so my biggest challenge was remaining true to that because it is one of my biggest wounds as well. But when you do, when you do, it pays off. Sticking to your authenticity is really difficult. Um, And I'm just realizing that how excited I am for today's conversation that I skipped my new ritual, which is taking three deep breaths. I was just like, I just can't wait. I can't Ah. wait. 
So I know we already started the conversation, but let's get into yeah. it really yeah. quick. Um, we're going to take three deep breaths together for the listener. If you want to close your eyes or look down, um, it's up to you. What we're going to do, we're going to inhale and be fully present with our thoughts and our body now. In the next deep breath, I want you to envision all the things that are happening to you at this very moment and exhale it all out of you. Just exhale it, let it all go. You're gonna inhale light into your entire being, in your mind, in your heart, and just let it all go. So that way, whatever the message comes through us today may be felt deeply within you and us. I was definitely excited. <laughs> um, so continuing with your 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 challenges, um, growing up, um, did you have did you have a family that was embracing of what you were discovering for yourself, or or friends, or was that um, an alone, a solo kind of, uh, yeah, pathway journey for you? Right. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I grew up in the seventies, was born in the late sixties, grew up in the seventies and eighties is a bulk of my childhood. And uh, first of all, I'm adopted. So mm-hmm. needing to connect with other people is just kind of hardwired into me. It's, you know, and, and back in the sixties when there was adoption, it was pretty different than it is now. There it wasn't really something <clears throat> that most people spoke of. And when they did, it was kind of like hush, hush, Oh, sh- you know, shameful kind of thing. And so that was kind of, you know, it, it wasn't front and center, but it, it colored everything I did. And then on top of it, I'm also an HSP, which is highly sensitive person. And Dr. Elaine Aaron's work uh, really speaks to what that means as a, as a trait, as an inborn trait. And it's, but it, again, it was something I couldn't qualify or speak right. to, but I took everything in very personally, very deeply. And then when I was like this, I remember the first, the first experience I ever had, my mother who raised me, who adopted me and raised me, we, I was about five or so, and we were going to have an interview for the cradle, which is where I was adopted from. And they were doing like a little fundraiser. And so it was going to be in the newspaper. And so Mm -hmm. she's driving that morning and we're, we're getting ready to go. And on the way there, I'm telling her, oh my gosh, mom, I had a dream last night about this place, this house. And I was explaining the house and I said, had like two Christmas trees on either side of the garage, but they're evergreens and had a round pathway. And she's just listening, trying to find her way. And we get there and it's the exact house that I had a dream about the night before. Uh And she froze. I mean, she just stood there and froze. And on her defense, I mean, how crazy would that be? You know, your, your child is like telling yeah. you something. You know, she didn't know how to process that. I interpret it as it being, you know, not something that is favorable to, you know, to be with that. Like scary. I scared my mother, you know, just, mm-hmm. just didn't, she didn't want to talk about it. And then, you know, other things like that would continue to happen as, as I was growing. And so I had nobody like who could reflect that back. And it was, it was odd. It was weird. It was unspeakable. And so I just kind of kept it in. 
but it it never went away. Mm. So um, that was when I was quite young, always great with nature and animals and children. I was the neighborhood babysitter because I could always connect on such a different level. But then when I moved out in my teens, late teens, I had a tricky childhood. So I moved out in my late teens and I sidestepped that gift and I went mm. into the corporate world, tucked it away, went to numbers in the financial industry and had to make money. But the truth was always brewing in there. I was doing yoga. I was reading Shirley MacLaine books. I was this is like in the 90s, Dr. You know, Gary Zukov, Andrew Weil. Right. And I was all this was brewing and coming to life. And so it never went away, no matter how hard I tried to, right. to ignore it. Yeah. Wow. When you were talking about the, the cradle, what came to me was uh, that moment in the sixth sense at the end of the very, at the very end, when she, when the little boy tells the mom about her, her, her grandma, right? The, the mom, right? So like just having that, it, it, I love that moment because it shows the child embracing its gift and the mother um, allowing the space and still seeing her process, what was just said, because it is undeniable. But uh, I think in reality, the, the next scene, right? Because that's the end of the movie. The next scene would be, she is accepting of that moment, but it would be still difficult for her to continue to hear what her son has to say, right? And I think that's, right, um, right? that's very true to, to, to life because even when we were born, right? And for you, the 70s, for me, the 80s, at that time, these were very one-off situations and random. And uh, it was, you know, anything that had to do with the the ether was dark in that space, right? Right back then, it was never about light. It was just evil or just because that was the programming, right? For us not to dive into our light and, and to see these aspects of, of ourselves that were true and you know even as you brought it up from the beginning how hard it is for you to stay in your authentic self when you're a child a teenager and then in your 20s i think for most of us for you know going into the corporate setting um how how you said like we just kind of pushed it off for a little bit just because the rest of the world isn't reflecting what you are and that's and you start to internalize that, right? That you perhaps are different or crazy or I shouldn't embrace. But I love that you were reading all these other books from other authors that were in that space, right? Um, tell me a little bit about how you were able to navigate. And as this is brewing within you, how are you able to navigate the corporate world as this is building up inside of you? Well, that's a great question because it was, I mean, picture it like it's almost like the Wolf of Wall Street and and really almost like identically the Wolf of Wall Street because it was the 90s and right. I was in a, a man's world in the 90s. And don't get me wrong. I love my men. I love my men. Right. I have more. I have nine younger brothers. I have two sons, an awesome husband. But at that time, it was the rules, the structure that right. our society allowed to have or, or disallow, let me put it that way. And so it was, it was rough, but my childhood allowed me to kind of, um, I have some calluses from that, you know, 
mental, emotional uh, abuse that I endured mm -hmm. as a child. And so being in that environment, I was able to shield it. And so it was like a continuation of that family existence is, is pretty mm -hmm. much how that, mm -hmm. how that corporate structure went. And so a part of me that was slowly winding down was like, this is life. This is, this is what you have to do to survive, yes. right? To make the money. This is what you have to swallow. This is what you have to put up with. And um, I fought it, you know, and that's, that's a whole other story. And it was fabulous. It, it really was a breakthrough moment for myself and the company and other women. But then in the same token, I just, I kept at it until I just finally would come to work. I'm like, you know what? No, no more. And every single time mm. I had a job, something would come up where it wasn't right. So I'd go find another company yes. or they would let me go. Like the messages were always there, but I never took the leap. And then finally one day I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. And I was going to school at night to be a massage therapist. And, and then the change came, the shift came and I never went back. Wow. That's powerful. I highly resonate with that. And I think anyone in this space too, because you're going from job to job seeking a, um, some type of acceptance or validation of what's going on within you. Not, not at the job, like what you're doing, but the people, right? Yes. Uh, maybe there's someone, maybe there's, maybe the next space, maybe, I don't know, but I, this is not filling me. Maybe the next one, maybe, right? And you're just jumping right. from jumping and, and, and the messages, right? that just keep coming through yeah. telling mm -hmm. you like, nope, nope. And, and do you think that <clears throat> as we're ignoring these messages that we are letting the mind logically figure it out, right? Yes. Versus uh, listening mm -hmm. into the heart and the soul and listening to what is the next step, right? We're just right. spinning. Well, I, ca I call that exhausting karma. And mm. it's almost like, you know, sometimes on one hand, I truly feel we have to do it. We have to, we have to keep going um, until we do exhaust that karma, because otherwise there may be a twinge within us that says, well, gosh, if I just stuck around a little longer, like you really have to feel like, no, I am done. And right. the best part, the best part of this story is it was um, like January, February of two thousand. 2000, I think it was, or 2001. I can't, I can't remember at this moment, but it was around that time. And I was like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I know I want to do this healing work, but I'm still working in the day in the brokerage industry. And it's the market's getting crazy. It's bad. It's, you know, the tech companies are all kind of crashing at the time. And so, um, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave after this huge party that we were going to have. And I had a feeling I was starting to sense that they were going to let me go and have my assistant move into my position because I had trained her so much. So anyway, I booked a trip to go to China to study in October. So I'm like, well, between now and October, I have to quit. I -hmm. paid for the trip. That was my inspiration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had the party. I come back to work and it was a week after the party on a Friday. I go in to turn my computer on and it won't turn on. And I'm looking at my boss that I work with in this IPO group. He, he won't even look at me. He's like, go talk to the manager. I'm like, oh, here we go. They let me go. They fired me. They had my assistant come up. And then the interesting thing is, is that because it was, they had no reason to fire me, 
I, um, they gave me a huge severance package and they offered to pay my insurance for another year. And they gave me a big chunk of money and, you know, I could have fought them, but that wasn't the space I was in at the time. So I, I, I took the money and I figured that was the universe saying you were going to do this anyway. You were going to completely give it up. We're good. And I wouldn't have had insurance if I did it on my own, you know, like I, I, I built it. I took that step and the universe complied. And then the next day I went and I got my nose pierced. I got rid of all my clothes, which was an amazing wardrobe, by the way. And I got a tattoo because back then, if you had your nose what? pierced or a tattoo, you could not work. And, and I'm like, that's it. And I never looked back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. I love how the universe does that for you sometimes. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. been there. It's so crazy as you're saying. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I'm like, I'm going to quit. And then the day comes like, oh, no, we're going to let you go. Uh, here's some money. I don't know. We're just This is how it turned out. Right. <laughs> because it's like accumulation of um, you, right? The buildup that you were saying, like, it's just culminating and then the universe was going to interject and it kind of just starts to meet i love that versus like you not doing anything let's say you're going to stay there then in either way the universe is going to interject but because yes. you met you were you were ready basically versus not being ready um so that i love when that happens and it's just wow phenomenal um yeah, I was working at J.P. Morgan Chase in New York City. Uh -huh. And I loved doing what I was doing. But I was just so empty. I would look out into the East River and just be like, I know. I, I, I water's calling me and something's calling me. And how do I get out of this situation? And uh, for me, it was my my apartment lease was up then that was a temp job I, and that was up at the same time they're like hey so we're going to shorten it because it about whatever and uh, i thought well i don't have a lot saved but i also there is a window of opportunity for me to move right. to los angeles now or never and i have a friend Whoa. who's offered up her couch yes. let's just take the last check and go and see what happens, oh <laughs> right? And five years later, I'm still here and it no. worked out. I have my apartment, <laughs> you know, it, but it was a struggle, right? right? Um, when you leave, right? And you finally, I, I wanna know, when you finally leave and step into your authentic self, right? Getting the nose ring, getting the tattoo, getting this, um, did a set of lessons, were, were they there waiting for you, for you to actually show up in that space? Yes, it was. Um, well, it was such a huge transition in my life at that time, because in that moment as well, right when I had left, um, my father that raised me got really sick mm. and he died within four weeks time of mm. cancer. And then the man I was married to at the time couldn't show up for any of it. So the marriage crumbled quite literally. He didn't even show up at all when my father was right. ill, not till, not till the funeral. Wow. And um, so it was everything that I'd ever known about that identity, you know, living in Chicago. Now I'm in California because <laughs> we had just moved together to San Diego at that time. And, you know, here I am, my, my business of 10 years or a little bit more, 11 years gone. Anything right. that I've known of myself, my father gone, right. all this 
gone. And so it was really, um, luckily I had that China trip waiting for me, mm -hmm. but it was, um, it was really an immersion mm -hmm. and it was, it, it was time. It was really like the universe, like, you know what you, you are bare. It is a rebirth of identity, a rebirth of ego. And I was so floored by the emotional heartbreak of it all yeah. that I was, I could do nothing more but just get up and continue the learning because I was immersing myself as well in all the schooling that I was doing at the time around healing. And I was fascinated with the uh, traditional Chinese medicine and I already had, became certified as a, as a massage therapist. So I was, I was already in that and all I could do is get up and just grieve and purge and grieve. And then I realized later that, I mean, much later, but that, um, you know, the healer's journey for me, and I'm sure you could speak to this as well, sharing who I am as a person, having walked the suffering, having been and being a sensitive, like I live and breathe this way of life. And so this is what I know to my bones and back. And so being able to hold space for my clients with this wisdom, it's not just intellect, it's a it's a whole body. My whole life has been this way. Right. It is, um, it was a rite of passage for me, must have gone through that. And so just waking up every day, knowing that I would, I would literally look at the sky of San Diego and go, oh my gosh, coming from Chicago and Chicago has its own beauty. But this to me was like, oh, mm. it was almost like the, the sky came to life for me and yes. the ocean was there to keep me going when I, mm. when I felt really, really low. And then I found these people who were like my insides, like they were all this inner world that I had had for years. And now they're right in front of me. I could get like yeah. a vegetarian taco if I want one. <laughs> I could get, you know, in Chicago, when you don't eat meat, they're like, what's wrong with you? It's not good Friday, yes. you know? Yes. I don't, they don't know. <laughs> so it's, um, it was, it was, my life was continuing to call me. So it was really about, trusting that. And I'm a very spiritual person. So it was my relationship to God, my God source that mm -hmm. really just kept me going. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's all these things. Um, I felt like that's something that comes when you decide to step into yourself, right? That it's, it's an, an, an initiation to not to say, hey, do I really mean it? No, it's more like, okay, now that you're ready, these are some things that you have to purge, you have to release in order for you to move on to your next phase or your next chapter of your life, right? Because now you're, you already know prior to that moment what each chapter brings. It's not anything you have to purge, any difficulties, any more, um, I think more awareness of the sufferings that I have been patterning or circulating in your life that you were on we were all unaware of at the moment right and now when you're like I'm done I really want to come home to myself and in order for you to travel back inward there's there's things that are in your way right which is yourself but um the ego self that have to you know and sometimes these things externalize right such as you right. know the people that we love passing um which it, it, it i you know it's funny because i feel like that's a big initiation for a lot of us in our journey yes. when when we're coming home to ourselves and someone passes i feel now that i'm you know wow i just got chills haha <laughs> because this is something that just came through 
I feel like they're, they, by their passing, it's like, mm, I don't want to use this word, but they've allowed this door to open within you deeper. It's like they, they, they kind of stepped in to help you go deeper by passing. Yeah. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Completely. Uh, completely. And I speak to that as well with, um, just to continue what you're saying is that when, when a couple things, when somebody goes to the other side, the energy that you have projected upon them or connected with them in the physical world goes to an etheric way of uh, an etheric space that you're in. And yet that etheric space is really accessed in here. So it's almost like they're supporting that inner journey. And then on top of it, I often feel like I call them the champagne uh, cork, the cork on the bottle of the champagne, where the grief of them leaving is the cork that comes out of the bottle. But then there's a bunch of other stuff that comes out of the bottle after. Mm -hmm. And it, it may mm -hmm. not have anything to do with them at all, but it's it. It's, it's like they are the catalyst um, yes. to a deeper drive. So when you want to meet with spirit because you want to be with them, it's kind of one and the same. You get a double visa. I call it the double visa. So <laughs> you, you want to visit them and you have a greater connection to source, right? And yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was the word I was looking for, catalyst. catalyst. That's what they've, yes. that, the, yeah. that's what they've done for us. Like they become the right. catalyst to go inward deeper and it gives a, a deeper, a deeper gratitude for for their sacrifice, almost right. Yes. For, for because you know, as you know, right? We all write our our lives out. We we make the choice to come. We write out the contract. And right. if you think about how deep that is, like your stepfather wrote out his contract in order for her to come home to herself. I have to sacrifice myself. You know what I mean? Like wow, like. And, and for me, it was my cat. My cat was my teacher. And in that process of moving here, right. I also lost him. So it's like oh. writing the contracts of like, and I'm sure the listeners out there, I'm sure they're like, oh my God, yes, this person passed, you know, and, and just having that deeper uh, understanding, humbleness, humility, and deep gratitude because we're all working together in tandem to to see that the 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 light worker or the lighthouse or the powerhouse that's here to do the most difficult job and the people around us that love us deeply to help us become that person you know in the ethers as you're well aware as a medium that that is also the the beings that are around us that we don't see right or feel or you know have communication with um that they're you know every night i go to sleep and i thank my spiritual guides my team and when they're when i've had a hard day and i say you know thank you for appeasing me when i'm being bratty or just being in a little vibrational what i hear is you would do the same and you have done the same so don't sweat it so these relationships with the non-beings right because it, it, it's all just this beautiful dance that we aren't aware of right and when when let's say 
when you're not in in this space of healing and someone does pass and you don't heal and you don't grieve you know the the negative is that you're not doing the work right but the positive is that you're accumulating they're percolating you're bubbling it up and it could Mm -hmm. hit you a year later five years ten years later but it's just that is already a catalyst that has um already started that person that passed that's deep that's deeply tied to your life has already catalyzed you for something amazing you just have to step into it and be brave enough to see that they didn't pass in vain that they didn't leave in vain that just came through us as we're sharing these beautiful stories um wow Claudia, that's that's beautiful i felt you channeling i was getting goosebumps the whole time i'm i feel you it's so true and, wow. and everything is energy first mm. and even tell me what you feel about this even i love when you said the contracts because i see that as well how they the role that they get mm. to play in your life yes and we have to feel a certain way about that role you know, like for instance, my, both my fathers had addiction mm. issues, loving. Well, I didn't know my biological father, but the father that raised me such a loving man, but he had addiction issues, you know, alcohol and things right. like that. And so what I learned though, when he just him being that at the time I struggled with it, I struggled with it, but right. what, how it's informed me now in the most perfect way is that I've come to learn on a very deep level that as a healer, and this might sound wild to some, but you can't really heal anybody. You can by the energy you bring through and the space that you hold for them, but they have to want it. Because there were so many times I would just like pour the alcohol out and put the water in the jug or cut Mm -hmm. up his cigarettes, you know, thinking, oh, that'll do it. When I was a little girl, cut up his cigarettes. And he... it wasn't what he wanted. Right. right. And so Absolutely. it, it, it continued. So when I look back, I allow them the journey that they have to go through because mm. there's a bigger reason for it. Right. But that doesn't mean I stepped away. You always hold the space. You always see them in their greatest potential, whether you're seeding it mm-hmm. for this lifetime or for another, you right. know, it's, it's just, um, that's, I, I feel the essence of a, of a true healer is holding the space for them in that way, in their yes, potential. I completely agree. Um, I, something I've learned is that as much as you want to help them, sometimes they're not in a space of receiving. And it's not about the help. It's just receiving the love that you're giving yeah. them. And that's really deep because it's heartbreaking that they've, they've lived a life that's hardened them so much that they are unable to receive any love because to the ego is an attack. Yes. Yeah, I learned that through, you know, someone and I realized that I'm like, oh, I see that the light can to the dark can be an attack. Attack. Because it's not it's not requesting it, it's not asking it, it's not receiving it. So as you're trying, you know, for us, right, just um, the, these little things, just right. I'll be here for you. Uh, um, maybe I'll hide some cigarettes or hide some of this or whatever the actions that we're trying to give and support that person. I think the the 
a deeper underlying question for yourself as the giver and and the, the healer is where in our relationship right because it's all they're all different ships uh, where in that space have they asked for it and then you'll know if they have or have not and and they have not you have to stand back and that's really hard as you know to step back and let them fumble and let them fall and let them trip and keep falling over the same rock basically and allowing for them to finally get tired of like how we do right and I always say this I'm like it doesn't happen until we get tired of our own shit right it's and we get tired the karma right. Ex- right exhausting the karma and we have to allow them to exhaust their own karma to start unraveling that the 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 veil that they've created to not be able to see the light and receive the light so yes Absolutely. And it's really, really hard for the listener. Give yourself grace because it's beautiful to love and give and want to help heal, right? As a healer. If the listener, if you're not a healer, think about the ways that you're trying to give that you could give yourself back. Because if you aren't healing, right? right? Mm -hmm. If you aren't Mm -hmm. healing, then you, you, and you're trying to help someone heal, that means that you have to give back to yourself. And that's with all of us, but mostly, you know, I love how you brought up uh, seeing the potentiality. I think that's um, in a, in a funny way, I'm going to say this in a funny way. I think that's the curse about being someone who's so the third eye is so open. Right. Janine? Like, uh, I was just going to talk to you about this. Keep going. Yes. yes. No, yes, go. Yes. go. Let's go. Well, no, this is the, I was just going to say, isn't that so hard when you meet someone and you're like, ah, because, yes. because, because you see, you see, you see, you see their potential, their light. Right. you see their light. You're like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. You see their potential. Yes. And I've had to train myself. Like I make a list of now, this is what I do now, but it took me a it. long time to do yes. this. I kissed a lot of frogs, but you see a potential and, and you write down um, what you see for them. And then you write down how, just what you said, just what you said. I love what you said. Are they showing up to mm-hmm. that? Like there's a physical way that they're showing up. And then there's the spiritual way that they're showing up just by being in your presence because you yes. can read them or sense yes. them, or even if you're empathic, you may be like, gosh, mm-hmm. I see that. I see their potential. Fabulous. But their potential is their responsibility. And yes. all that we could do as intuitives or empaths is to see that potential. And then us seeing it is the seeding yeah. of their blossoming. Maybe today, maybe 10 years from yeah. now, maybe 10 lifetimes from now, but only when they can step first step you take one step they take the other one they show up physically yes yes that's fully. beautiful yes then yeah that's so beautiful. right in line with what you were saying yes because yeah. we are we are seeing their etherical self right yes and how the the reason they are standing in front of you is because their etherical self which um i guess let's call it their 5d selves right their higher yes self. yes i love their that. higher right. self is seeing your higher self and they're wanting what you are in this beautiful life because it'll bring this out in them. However, because of free will, their their higher self still can't step into themselves and say, hey, Janine right. is right here. What you've been asking for is right in front of you. 
So can you see it? And it, they can't participate because that your third-dimensional third self is that free will where you're just in such a dark space where you just are not ready to see it because oh. it. Mm -mm. I think what they're missing here is that all the pain that's keeping them from seeing the light, they think that by seeing the light, it that it's just as painful, but it's painful yes. to release the darkness is what they're not realizing. To release the darkness is what's hurting, to see the light, not to 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 open to you is not the pain. To I open to that. you is not the pain, right? It's not the it's, pain, it's to see it, yeah. To, to release the darkness, to let go of all the stories that the ego has built around your trauma and right. to be like, that that's not me, right? Right. And then just like we were speaking of before, the moment that happens, it shifts who they are personally, mm -hmm. if they do mm -hmm. choose and it changes their vibration. Choose. And then yes. because everything is energy first, everything is energy first. We know this, yes. right? And so when their vibration changes, this is quantum physics, not just spirituality, mm -hmm. even though we don't, we yes. don't need to say that, but it's fun. Yes. Now quantum it, physics speaks to that. Mm -hmm. But when they change and they can move into that frequency, then too, will their life have perhaps that journey that, they lose other friends or maybe right. if they do start feeling the love that you want to give to them or the way you want to connect with them, then all of a sudden my job doesn't feel right for me or I don't mm -hmm. want to live at this place anymore. And a whole, it's like a domino effect and, and it's yes. tricky to bring that light when you let mm -hmm. it in just a little, it might let it in everywhere. And then how do you yes. process that? It's right, the joy right. that we're afraid of, right? Because it's a it, yes. re, it requires a lot of surrender and let go. Yeah, it does, especially because it's a new space for everyone. Everybody, yes, yes, yes. Everyone, it's a new space for everyone, and the unknown. We are not used to being okay with the unknown, right? We're used to uh, yes. the ego thinking ha has control, right? We have yes. control over yes. our lives when we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. Right. Right. We don't. We just want to think that we do. Like, I, I, when I, if I manifest, especially manifesting, it kind of tricks the soul, the ego into thinking, okay, I can control it because I'm gonna manifest it, and it's like, no, right, no, 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 right, so I, I, oh, right, right, like you feel like some of these gurus that like are feeding the ego more than they are understanding mm -hmm. what is manifesting really about, right? What did you want to say? I felt like you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, girl, you are on one of my all time favorite topics. I, I, okay. So really it's the law of attraction, which is yes. true. The law of attraction yes. is it's the law of attraction. You attract that, which you are. So where I like to go is the space of dark matters. And I'm actually, I have a mm. book coming out later, later this year about that very topic. And if we are all energy, Yes. And we are just focusing on that which we want, which mm -hmm. which is where perhaps some of the teachers want to say, oh, get right with what you want and it will come. Sure. Mm -hmm. But but if we constantly look over here to what we want and we don't take care of some of those dark bits, like the stuff that is brewing and percolating, yeah. we it's going to keep coming. It's going to right. keep coming until yeah. we take care of it. Yeah. And so what I love to say about that is law of attraction does work. And so if you have dark stuff, wherever you go, there you are. Turn around, look at it, work with it, 
work on dissolving that fear, find Mm -hmm. ways to get yourself support spiritually, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, get, get right with yourself in that way, meet the fears and then watch alignment just happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like where you said, where the universe comes, came together with intention, it'll fall into place. Right. And so you're not fighting to get what you want because you're working on just releasing yes. the, the stuff that's in between. Yes. Yes. And again, very difficult, very difficult yeah. to do. Very difficult. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's right. the thing. I actually, I'm glad you went into this deeper because I want the listener to understand that as, as easy as these, some of these fake gurus make it sound to manifest and use the law of attraction, it isn't easy because there is a lot of purging and releasing that you need to surrender in order for it to align and come through. It's not going to happen it, on, on a, a new moon intention, on a whatever, it's the eclipse season, um, Pluto no, and Aquarius. Right? I don't, it's, it, it, that's not going to make it happen. It's you are the are the one that's going to make it happen. And so give yourself grace while you're trying to understand um, how you can co-create with creation because that's what it is. How can you, like the contract, right? How do you rewrite your contract? Because you can, yes. you know, you, you can definitely do that. You, you are a co-creator. That's the point, co-creator. You're not uh, a sub-creator. You're not the creator's assistant. You're not, you know... <laughs> anything under like it's a creator and then and it's all no it's Mm -hmm. it's intertwining because you know we are the creator in physical form in different aspects of the way it wants to experience itself right including the dark ways that we all shun right when we shun darkness and all the ugliness that's in the world we're like oh the world is this and it's so ugly and and it's therefore and it's therefore and it's these people and it's that and it's like those are aspects of you. Those are you, right? So I know we're getting in real deep, but I wanted to continue on to, um, you mentioned that you, you were going to school for massage therapy, and then you're going to China to study some more uh, holistic traditional medicine from them. Um, what, and then, you know, in the beginning, when I described, you know, what you do, how did you piece that together? How did you decide these were the tools that you were going to use to express your most authentic self? Actually, in the beginning, <clears throat> I just, I didn't know how it was going to all come together in the end. Mm-hmm. I just went with what I loved. Like I you know, in my school, we had a chance to learn the Eastern or the Western tradition. And I was like, I am Eastern all the way. Like it was just, I went with my heart and I followed it one step at a time and I just immersed myself. And then along the way, I had these gorgeous, incredible mentors and teachers that are like, oh, Janine, what are you feeling over there? Oh, I'm like nothing. And I would be afraid to share <laughs> I'm seeing like how do they know I've got something going on in here they're like just say it and so they helped me to get comfortable in developing the intuition and so Mm -hmm. my main form of work is intuition first always like this is Mm -hmm. how I'm programmed and wired hardwired since I was a child 
And then on top of it, what I've done is I do, you know, tarot, astrology, holistic health practitioner, yoga. Those things were fun to learn, but I was able to use them now as I use them as patterns. And so when I have a client who comes in and I intuitively get a hit of something medically going on with them, I go to my holistic health practitioner. I go to my traditional Chinese medicine. I go to my training of yogi or massage therapy. They're just tools. Those are extras. And if I, same thing with the chart, I could read the chart first, but it's secondary to uh, really what I get intuitively as well. They're just added extras. So I, I, my whole goal, and I know you, you work this way as well. I could, I just know it is I treat the whole person. It's not just like a physical diet or, you know, this emotional, I bring, when somebody has all those pieces of themselves, they're like, here, I don't know what to do with them. I figured out that I'm like, cool, let's weave them all together. Right, right. Let's weave them all together. And that's what we do. We weave them all together and we go to the dark. I go to Mm -hmm. these past lives that are in each chakra and I find out the Mm. root cause of the trauma. And then we meet it with practical terms in the now moment. And uh, we create a 2.0, a new contract. Oh, wow. Look at that. I love it. Yes. For me, um, because I am, you know, in the mindfulness, we talked about uh, me being the mental projector and all my my mental points are lit up and I, I understand why I'm teaching mindfulness, but as an intuitive first, right. When right. I'm teaching, um, I see the whole, it's, it's hard not to see the whole, right. It's really difficult to ignore. So when someone, you know, as much as I want to say, someone's like, Hey, I want to learn how to meditate, teach me. Right. And for me, I'm like, okay, why, what is it do you want? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go? Mm. Where is this coming from? Like, I'm diving deeper into you so you understand. Because I see you, right? We see you. We see you, but I want you to see you. So you can start, right, self-reflecting, self-interrogating, self-curiosity, right? So you right. have all these spaces in you. Um, so you have a deeper understanding. So when we're not around, you're doing this. Yes. And I and I love that you you go into the dark. It's so important because that's the scariest part for people, right? I don't want to go there. I don't I don't want to think about these things. I don't want to but if you don't shed light into them, right? They're just going to keep hiding in the shadow and they're going to keep percolating into the patterns, right? That you see in your clients. Right. Arise, arise and you I'm sure you've had clients who are like, "Hey, come back to with the same problem." Yes. Hey, Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what to do, like what it to make them see. Um, so, you know, kind of you touched up on, you know, some of these things that you do with your work and your book that's coming. I wanted to give you a moment to uh, really allow the listener to hear what other um, in, in what ways, I guess, what is the common like client? Like what are the most, uh, I guess, as you being the flame, what is the common moth that comes your way? <laughs> wow, I love it. Well, it's um, it's exactly what what you said earlier, and I've probably this is why we we click so well, Claudia. Is that um, when I do see the whole person, I don't I don't want to be the dependent. Mm-hmm. I want to be the constant. 
right? Where if they, if they, you know, if there's something in their mind they want to make sense of or touch stone on, yes, yes, come, come. But I want them to be whole unto themselves. And when I, and I love that you asked the question, why, why do you want to know this? And I ask that quite often, like what, what, why do you want to be psychic? Like they'll ask, you know, I have an intimistic program, which is where the book dark matters comes from. And we dive deep into this. Why do you want this? And because oftentimes people think, well, I just wanted to answer this question here and this question there. And I've said, well, you know, being intuitive, it's an invitation to a different way of living Mm -hmm. when you really go there in a whole way. And so the clients that come to me are ones that um, really most of my clients have tried so many other forms or they, like Mm -hmm. I said, they come in with, I've been doing yoga for years or they're, you know, Mm -hmm. I I tried this diet or they, Mm -hmm. you know, this, they come in and, and yet they're still not over that, that hump yet. They're still kind of sitting with um, the dynamics that haven't adjusted. And so when they come to me, we go deep and we try to find out where those dynamics began which right. lifetime and right. we 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 go into the uh, root of the each chakra so it's like a soul retrieval if you will of each mm-hmm. chakra and then we take it from there and um i teach them a new way to be with empty so the clients that are ready to really do the work of bringing it all together and really shifting and transforming into the most authentic aspect of self that they could be right and having contract to point up Yes. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love how you do that. Because yeah. it's, it's, we think, you know, the contract when we come in is to help us reach to this level. And now right. you, it's kind of, it kind of voids itself, but you have to, as, as the person in charge, have to voice it and say, I void this and now I'm rewriting it. Right. It's, it's. I have to. You have to. You have to when you're ready because um, you're ready. All these things that we that are surrounding us, like society, is already a lot, and then your family, and then your your you know any any space that you don't feel welcomed or into yourself, um, it's the purging. These are the layers that are externally looking at that that look like inside, right? Right. These layers that keep you from you are the layers that are inside of you keeping you from you. It's just. Mm. Um, you know, and I actually have a question. When you when you yes. work with these clients, do you see an aspect of you in them when they come in? Like, is there an aspect like, oh, they're coming in with um, maybe also being divorced, right? Coming in and their world is just got to start at zero. They have nothing left. I need your help. I'm in the space now. I can really start to feel myself, sense myself, and I want to come home to myself. Do you see... Uh, parts of you in them? Yes, always. And Mm. I was in my training in doing this work or just my early training and understanding life as an intuitive. We always, after a reading, what we do is I sit there and I'll say, okay, where are their matching pictures? And 
I close my eyes and I get quiet and I try not to imagine what they are. So I get into that empty space. What are the matching pictures? Cause I might be surprised. You know, there's some that I may, it might be on the top of my head, of course, like, Oh, I see that one. But then there may be some that are kind of surprising. And so when that happens, absolutely. And I feel like, again, in order to have this gift, you have to know yourself, know thyself so much that you, that you invite those triggers. You're like, please show me more because it's in there anyway. So we, I want to get at it. And so I'm so grateful when my clients come because I'm not just healing them. They are healing me by being there. And then on top of it, on a soul level, they're so grateful that they could offer up that wound Mm. to give to me to heal. So it's such an equal, Mm. it's such an equal dance. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like their contract of suffering healed me as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's wow. a, it's a really such a beautiful um, exchange. Wow. Yeah. It's like coming back to the people that played the deck, the game in our life. Right. And yes, we're in the, we're now that you're in the butterfly stage, it doesn't mean that the, the flowers around you still don't play a game, a, 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 an important role mm-hmm. in your, your life. And, um, providing that nectar that still heals and feed heals and feeds the the because it's 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 a never-ending healing process we're not going to look for clients like okay i need to heal this part let me find this client it's just what the universe co-creating with you feels like this for your for your next for your next trick, <laughs> for your next phase, right? As a, right, right. Or, or as a, you know, the creator would be like, and for my next trick, I'm sending you Joe Smith, and this is what you're going to learn, right? And it's just mm-hmm. more like you don't know until you're going through it, and they are, as you know, um, we are each other's teachers. And, yes. you know, for me, I, I ask this question because I teach children, and I started to see that. And I'm like, but they're children. How? Oh, my inner child. Oh. And you start connecting the dots and you're like, oh my gosh, this is bigger than I. I don't have words because as I'm trying to help this child with this situation, that's helping me with my son. And and all you can do for me personally is fall to my knees in gratitude and humbleness. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Thank you for coming my way and teaching me something new about myself that I didn't see. It's no words. So this work is uh, deep and that's why I love having these conversations with all these people around the world because we all struggle the same. We've realize when we are sick of our shit <laughs> and then shit. and then cocoon ourselves with the catalyst mm-hmm. aspects that come around and we start to uh, uh, be that cocoon right like kind of rewrite our uh, subconsciously right because this is a subconscious process when we're, we're which is my second question which we're, you already touched up on what is the pivotal moment right that pivotal moment you're cocooning yourself unbeknownst to yourself rewriting the DNA to be that authentic self. And so when you're in this space, I always talk about giving yourself grace and self-compassion because the world makes us feel that um, 
we should be right the the rat race go 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 you're not enough you're this if you're not if you're not being productive and you're not doing anything with it it's just so much mm. garbage that's thrown into your mind and your in your it if really for for the collective it affects our worthiness our self-worth yeah of not no, doing. It, com- it completely does that is that is so beautifully said and and it is about just um, taking it home. And I love what you said, grace, compassion, and remove the shame. The shame is, it comes from a bunch of shoulds, which is an external reflection of conditioning and something that we decided to um, allow in our system. And it just makes the release or meeting whatever the darkness is even heavier because we have a whole like heaping pile of shame on top of it. I like to call it the shit shame, but the whole Mm -hmm. heaping pile of shame. If we remove the shame, then we could just meet the emotion. And so really it's it's like a paradigm shift Mm -hmm. instead of saying, oh, no, a trigger, a sensitivity, a trauma. Turn it around and be like, oh, yay. A sensitivity, a trigger, a trauma, who gold mine, I'm gonna go for it, right? And and you let yourself feel that. And we've never been taught this as children. And no. you are doing this world literally world-changing work. The children need this. They are they are the next generation and they they're done. They're done with not being met this way and we Mm -hmm. hear their cry you know we see them and so giving them the opportunity to make themselves whole as their parents i have two sons as their parents as their teachers as their mentors as their touchstones so we didn't have this when we were younger but they can now because guess what they put us there because they're ready for it they are ready for it and they are the ones who will build that new world and without shame, mm-hmm. I hope. And how amazing will that be? Oh my gosh. Amazing. Something I heard yesterday in a, a amazing podcast that I listened to where, um, when we choose our parents, right? So imagine you, the parent, you now it's not, yes. it's opposite. Not, not, we're not going into you like, Oh, I chose, mm-hmm. we're not talking about you and your parents. We're talking about you as the parent and you have child. If you don't have children and you will, they're going to choose you in a place where and it resonated so deeply where you can be, you can be their lesson they're picking you so they can learn their lessons yes to become their authentic selves mm-hmm. and that was powerful i was like wow because you do think about you know you picking your parents and like how that you know Fails into comparison when you have children it's like oh i did choose and these are the lessons that i did learn and this is how i became to be who i am today and so your child will be in the same space but what janine is saying is that it's not that we don't we don't we don't we want our children to get there faster no we want our children to not create any more shame monsters yes. that don't need to be there to internalize and to to, to hide in their own shadows when they don't have to, right? They don't have to. And I think in our conversation, um, how um, prior to this is just how we can allow our children to fully express themselves and not feel as a parent that 
you're less than if you can't uphold space for them, right? It's just, they're different. They're here to teach you as much as you're here to teach them. It's It's a dance where you're not the authoritarian that needs to be let go of. You're not right. the authoritarian. No. You mm-hmm. are their guide mm. to co-create together a life as the parent and as the child, not tell them what to do because the child knows what to do. It's just they need your guidance on how to do it, right? And when we shame our kids, now you're teaching them to create shame in themselves, and that's not okay. Right? Oh, oh. Exactly. And to just in that equality that you so beautifully spoke of is to find the resources that they need. And if that means that your life shifts, they're offering up you again, that humbleness to say, oh, my gosh, their needs are asking me to change. And if we want to look at that as reflection as well, they are a reflection of how you treat that inner child within you. Mm-hmm. And I, I all I call the big four, the spiritual body, the mental body, the emotional body, and the physical body. I call the four, they are your babies. Yeah. How do you treat those babies daily? Is there one that you have a favorite baby? Yeah. Yeah. Is there one that's a black sheep? Mm-hmm. Is there a body, one of those bodies within you? And our children kind of reflect that same measure where, you know, maybe we're, you know, we might not think that we treat people that way, but we do it to ourselves. And mm-hmm. so if there's something within us that we're like, no, you know, I know you're tired, but we're going to keep going here. That's almost right. dictatorish. Like, you know, I'm not right. going to listen to you. You just keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. because that happened to us. Right. And yeah. so perhaps we do that to our children, but it's an opportunity to say, you know what, what if I treated everybody equally in here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and justice for all in here creates and justice for all out there right and then we allow our children to rise and i mean their boundaries Mm -hmm. are healthy but saying hey what is it you need man if we have to shift our life then let's do it let's slow down let's eat something different let's all do it right absolutely they're they're inviting us yeah yes I was just gonna say that. Look at us. I was like creating the invitation. You said inviting us. Ah, I'm like there. Ah. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> it's a mirror reflection in this it conversation. Is. But I love it. I wanted to say one last thing to the parents yes. is that um, you know how we as parents we we have schools, right? We take our children to school to have teachers to teach them things that you cannot, and we are accepting of that aspect. So I want the parents out there to open that invitation a little more. And when, because this is all new for a lot of people, the spiritual aspects, the mental aspects, you as a parent can't know everything. And it's okay to ask for help because it takes a community to raise a high vibrational child. And so it's okay to find, you know, um, I have this other beautiful goddess who teaches spirit camp to children. If you need someone to teach them about their spirit, right? The four that you said, if you need someone to teach them about their body, about their mind, like it's okay because you as a parent, you have a full-time job and I'm sure other kids and your spouse and, and, and. So again, a community will help you build a better, a better relationship with not only you and your child, but with yourself to 
let 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 it go a little bit. Just like it's so much up here in your shoulders, when you extend yourself and open that room for others to come and help you. Um, and you as you know, and I'll speak on this as the mother, right? Because we our intuition is a little it's better built within because we are mothers to use that or or again go through the healers on on here and find out who can help you tap into your intuition more um and i'm also happy to help you with that just so you can pick the right people in your community as you know you you don't want to say oh i i don't know they might be pedophiles but if you're making a choice out of fear then yeah that's what's gonna happen so it's gonna come right Right. If you're making a choice out of love, then there's nothing to fear. So just that open invitation to parent the, the listeners that are parents out there. And um, before I let this beautiful goddess go, is there anything, any last message that you have for the listener um, that may come in, intuitively come calling out to you? What I'm hearing is really just allow the your inner horizon to lead your way even if it's just for a little bit remove the external horizon just for a moment and give to yourself perhaps what your children are asking for allow yourself to be the child to show up and be met that way even though we call ourselves adult it's just energy so where do you feel you want to be full and and trust go with what is coming in here and trust it and just take a couple steps every day just a little bit every day to answer the call to those needs and see how it transforms your life beautiful 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 um is there anything else you wanted to talk about before i let you go um i know we covered so much and so deep um but i wanted to give you space to see if there's anything else you wanted to into before thank you no i feel pretty complete we did good i had fun yes this is so remarkable um it was a beautiful dance and it went by so fast it did go by fast it did because i looked up i was like really okay i guess (laughs) (laughs) but i cannot thank you enough for your love your light your energy this exchange, this dance, to expand the space with me. Deep gratitude, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for allowing me in your space. I really appreciate you, Claudia. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I will definitely put all the links up. You know, if you are interested in working with Janine, I will have that all on on my website and then on Spotify because I know iTunes doesn't allow links. Um, So I will have those links on there as well. Um, And thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this beautiful conversation. And I hope that something resonated and helped you along your journey. If today's episode resonated with you in any way, please subscribe to my podcast and share with anyone that may need to hear today's message. You can find me at Presently Aki on all social media platforms. Gratitude donations are also accepted via Venmo at Presently Aki. My wish for all of you is to find the courage and strength to start the path to self-love through mindfulness. Because you deserve it.
Remember the breath is the secret and always lead with love.